Cape of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Scenario The Past is Doomed by Jeff John. So uh, I think we are on session two of The Past is Doomed. And uh, we were going to do a bit of a recap here to figure out what we were up to last time. Um, any of you feel somewhat like you know what was going on? Sure, I'll take a crack at it. You can, awesome. You can point out how wrong I am. <laughs> oh no, we're going to get the fun of that. <laughs> uh, so we, the player characters, are part of a crack team of let's call them fixers uh, for Arkham University uh, to investigate and potentially hush up damaging information, I guess. Uh, bad, plebis- bad publicity for the university. <clears throat> um, our let's call it director, our supervisor, our boss in such things at the university, uh, Susan Gray, uh, informed us of a author who had gone missing, uh, said author being Dr. Ernst Zabrik, uh, who was apparently uh, at or in Arkham at the university uh, doing some research, uh, Dr. Zabrich being a f- used to be a apparently well-renowned or well-regarded sociologist and then kind of drifted into um, uh, occult uh, ideas, the concept of a something outside humanity, guiding humanity, leading us down a dark path, whatever. So we immediately split up to search the city for information about Dr. Zabrich. Uh, Some of us went to the police to find out what they knew about him being missing. Saw or were shown some of his belongings that had been collected from his abandoned, apparently, hotel room. including uh, the dust jacket from one of his books, uh, a magazine article which he had taken notes on, uh, and a map with a number of spots, a map of Arkham with a number of spots marked on it. Um, Mostly bookshops, I guess, but also some other things, the Arkham Library, the History Department, and the Exhibit Museum. Um, Some of us went to the Sociology Department here at Arkham, Dr. Zabrich being a sociologist, we figured, hey, maybe that's where he was researching. Um, And we met with an Arkham professor, uh, Professor Penderberry, whose research is on, yay, isn't Arkham awesome? And Arkham is like the center of all modern history and everything great in the world has flowed from Arkham. Uh, And Dr. Zabrich, of course, is... Seems like we're learning is the exact opposite of that, uh, that everything terrible in the world is coming from Arkham. Um, 
and so Zabrick and Penderbury uh, got into it, had a little had a little argument, and Zabrick was uh, escorted out of the uh, university. Uh, we attempted to send some of our people to New Jersey on a wild goose chase, uh, but that didn't work out. They were far too intelligent. They were far too intelligent for that. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see, what did they do? They talked to Zabrich's publisher, I guess, who didn't really know um, much, um, except that Zabrich, I guess, was in contact with a filmmaker, uh, kind of a B-movie, low-budget filmmaker, I guess, a certain Mr. Hammerman. Uh, Odell visited a bunch of bookshops trying to find uh, maybe what Zavrich had circled the bookshops for. We don't know. Uh, we talked to campus security, and yes, uh, Penderbury and Zavrich had an argument, um, but they didn't have any problems with Zavrich after that. They just escorted him off the university. No big deal. Uh, and we were going to go, at least some of us were going to go to the exhibit museum, which is circled on his map, and the librarian suggested it to us, and I think that's all I know. Seems pretty good. Any of you all have anything else to add to this? That was spectacular. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think a few other pieces so the dust jacket of the book is his most um recent book that um i believe you found out yeah that the um um the, one of the warehouses that was burned in new jersey um along publishers row was the warehouse that contained the copies the almost the about to be shipped copies of um Zabrich's book um and um so that book none of you have seen that particular book despite you know going to bookstores and so forth it was supposed to have been out um that has not uh, come out perhaps because of this fire so so that being chronicles of a world gone mad right that that's, being chronicles of a world okay. gone mad that's kind of the thinking is that all the copies of that were destroyed as far as yep. we know okay. as far as you know yep. we do have a cop we do have his previous books yeah yes okay. yep. you have his previous yeah and his books went from sort of uh dry dusty sociology to uh, reasonably rational uh, pop sociology to um, conspiracy wacko. Um, uh, I won't even say sociology uh, theories. As you do, as you do, uh, and of course, got more popular as as they moved along that spectrum. Uh, one of the bookstores that O'Doyle went to, uh, he had some 
indication that the proprietor was lying to him about lack of knowledge. The note I wrote down was something, it was, uh, you know, we'll break in later or something. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Uh, I think that was, that was in your head at some point. Um, there had been yes. some brief yeah. talk about maybe going to Rochester instead of New Jersey, Rochester being the home uh, of Zabrich. Um, let's see. Yeah, you spoke with the publisher. And I think there was also a conversation with the uh, Arkham Hotel manager. And that uh, Zabrich had been sort of looking for two things, I think. One, that he was sort of nervous, nervously seemed to be awaiting something or at least asking the manager if something had arrived. And two, that he got, um, he seemed to think that some of the magazines and stuff lying around were a little bit um, crazy. Now he, he seemed to have these episodes of getting freaked out a little bit. Now that she mentioned it, I think there was talk of actually going by the hotel. I believe but. that there was. Um, and I think that gets us uh, pretty close to remembering most of what uh, happened. And if not, we'll probably never know. Although <laughs> 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 well, I've heard that there is some evidence somewhere of that. Uh, yeah, of, uh, what happens? I'm sure listeners who are uh, have the fir- have just finished the first episode are now yelling at their uh, microphone. <laughs> exactly. What about this? <laughs> well, that didn't actually happen, apparently. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, um, I think we could probably start at the. Um, so I think we're we're in the um, mid afternoon of the first day. Your uh, briefing was this morning. Uh, you've all spent a few hours doing various things. It seemed like uh, Odoyle and Dick Dierenko, uh had gotten together, had met up. Uh, I forget how you met up, but you found each other and were headed to the, or maybe you were going to run into each other at the exhibit museum. I think that was the plan. Um, where, while Fisherman and, oh, yep, Fisherman and Strong and Carpenter are all together. And then really you were with, um, Dick Dierenko, uh, sort of behind the, the scenes, uh, fixing broken light bulbs and so forth. Yep. Are you, um, are you going to the exhibit museum also? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows if well, we need we to get can... to a back storeroom or something. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah, that seems perfectly reasonable. Um, so you just sort of wander in as you do without 
being noticed despite your your six foot four inches or whatever um, and uh, go shuffle about and um, O'Doyle and Viktorenko, you are there. The um, you know the museum has a uh, <clears throat> excuse me a maybe three or four rooms of displays, and then probably about twice that much space of uh, archive area that is not uh, publicly accessible. And you can go in, there's a student uh, working the front desk and you, know, you can flash your IDs. There's no, no problem going in. Um, I think it's up to y'all now. So when we say exhibit, when you say exhibit museum, is this just kind of a general purpose museum exhibiting stuff from around the university? Or is there a specific like focus like this is an arc an ex exhibits of Arkham history or what's the what is the purpose of this museum? So typically the museum uh, has a it basically runs exhibits for a few months at a time and they tend to uh, highlight work that is happening at the university. And so it could be, it could be on anything, you know, there could be an anthropology exhibit, there could be uh, something on, you know, advances in clean energy production. Um, okay. the, right, so, but it's, it's generally something about, um, some, some area of work that, that uh, is happening at the university and that has some interesting physical pieces to it. So I assume there's like a big signboard as we walk in that's saying, what are the exhibits that are currently running? Absolutely. Yes. And, and a flashy handout to that effect. Oh, um, well, there might be. I don't happen to have a flashy <laughs> handout for you. Oh. <laughs> you have a list. Could be in. It could be a not so flashy handout. Uh, I have many. I have many flashy handouts, but I don't have one uh, about the uh, about the current exhibit, um, which is on. Um, oh, we'll 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 go topical, which is on. Um, Eastern European political uh, and, uh, and boundary uh, history. Although obviously only up through 1995 when we are currently. Uh, Will the wall ever fall? Yes, there was a, uh, <laughs> a recent uh, a recent book published uh, by one of uh, uh, by a history professor and. It's done fairly well, and the, the, uh, most of the exhibit is, is sort of artifacts related to, to that. So we want to speak to Dennis Bradbury. Uh, of course. Uh, let me see. And then the student uh, calls back into the archive area, um, and a few minutes later, I'm going to say this might be Denise. Oh, Denise. <laughs> Tough call, but I'm going to go for Denise. Um, 
uh, a uh, a woman in her forties, uh, slightly heavy set with brown hair. Uh, she comes out. She's wearing a uh, a skirt suit in sort of tweed. Um, and does does she know either of you? Or do either of you know her? Probably not me. Uh, probably not me. I'm not really academic. I mean, okay. I mean, you, it's, oh, you certainly I, could I, have worked with her on some sales or say, PR stuff for, for the museum. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, I just realized now doing PR stuff, I could have done help with um, advertising and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she comes out and uh, shakes your hand, Michael. It's uh, nice to see you. And uh, oh, introduce. Uh, what brings you? Yeah. Um, introduce her to my colleagues um yeah actually we're here uh a gentleman um came to speak to you recently recently um we're actually looking into his uh is it disappearance um his activities here at the university (laughs) exactly exactly um his name is, is it Zabrik? Zabrik. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, he came in uh, twice um, last week, I think. Um, and she, she sort of goes to the, to the guest book and leafs through it and says, oh, yes, yes. Uh, on the second and then again on the seventh. I think on the second he just came in and wandered about, but on the seventh he uh we spoke. I spoke with him and he was looking for some stuff from an old exhibit um on the Kennedy assassination. Um but that had been you know, we we took that exhibit down. Uh, must have been two years ago. Um, it would have been archived. Oh, absolutely, yes. And he uh, was quite annoyed that he was not allowed into our archives. But uh, he, we, you know, he had no no particular good reason to uh, access the archives. And we're not really, I mean, aside from obviously uh, campus researchers, we don't generally open up our our archives to the public and. Well, I, I got this, um, the feeling that he was probably going to attempt to, you know, write a senator or talk to the campus president, university president or some such, but I haven't heard uh, anything. Do you know what it was he was looking for in the archive in terms of the Kennedy? He was a little cagey. Um, he, he didn't, he didn't uh, you know, as of course, a lot of these uh, folks that are looking into some of these conspiracies or don't want to give their theory away before they have their their evidence. I, of course, come to every uh, new exhibit here at the museum uh, and so very much remember your Kennedy exhibit, Uh, but perhaps for uh, those who don't, you could refresh our memory as to the content of the exhibit. Uh, sure. Um, do you want to give me a um, hmm, 
an intelligence role, I guess. I mean, you go to all these exhibits. There's a lot of them. See how good your memory is on this. Well, no, I'm, one. I'm asking. I'm asking her too. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I couldn't be bothered. I make a fast. Right. Talk, I make a fast talk role. Okay. Yeah, that seems fine. I couldn't be bothered to attend to to, to visit. Well, I didn't know. You know, you're sort of in the culture. Yeah. I thought maybe, in the arts. I thought maybe you actually did go to museums. <laughs> No, not for something as furious as the Kennedy <laughs> I mean, any chance we could take a look and see what he might have been interested in? We all know clear We all know Zapruder did it with some kind of laser beam from his camera. So <laughs> I don't understand why there's continued conversation with this, but how was your fast talk? Oh, I passed my fast talk. Okay, okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the short of it is that it, it, there's nothing particularly interesting that comes to mind as things are described. I mean, there's some uh, photographs. Uh, there, are, there were, of course, some books. There was... Um, a uh, a set of clothing uh, and also uh, worn by the I think I think the the chauffeur's uh, suit is in the archives of uh, MU for some reason um, and that was obviously displayed with its uh, little uh, little labels of, of a you know possible blood spatter um, and. Uh, I think they had gotten a, they had borrowed the uh, the bullet, uh, which is which is normally in the uh, must be in the, some uh, DC uh, museum. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing particularly stands out as um, obviously uh, culty or. Otherwise, I mean, okay. but, any but chance the, you? Sorry, but the but the exhibit the the exhibit was basically just kind of a historical overview, and here's some artifacts. It wasn't exactly presented yeah, was, from some particular perspective of. Correct. You know, I'm thinking there's maybe, nothing no, no weird like oh well, okay. this was the UFOs that caused this one. I'm okay. I'm I'm thinking maybe there was something in the photos possibly. Um, could we could we uh, get access um, to the archive? Denise, and... you know me. I mean, we're just trying to clear this up and make sure that our great university here is in good standing. So, do you mind if we take a look at these exhibit uh, stuff? Well, it would take us a few days to uh, you know to go through the archives and put everything together for you to look at. But if you want to come back on. Uh, uh, so today is the uh, 10th. I don't remember what day of the week it is. Let's figure that out. Number 10, 1995. Uh, 314th day. That's pretty useless. <laughs> Friday. Uh, if you'd Friday. like to come back on Tuesday, um, I believe we could... Uh, we could have um, 
we could have you know we could have uh, some of our workers recollect the things from the catalog list and you know the, the things that weren't borrowed and put them together. Tuesday sounds good. Great. Well, we'll see you on Tuesday. She she obviously seems um, like she's going to do this, but she seems a little annoyed. This is exactly the kind of uh, thing that uh, just sort of ruins the day. Like, oh, great. You now have to do all this work so that somebody uh, yep, can sort of glance I'll, over stuff and then say, oh, no, nothing useful here. <laughs> I'll speak to a couple of people and see if, if you need to have some more, you know, researchers or that sort of stuff, people, you know, to help out with actually gathering them, let it, let us know and we'll speak to some people and try to get you some more bodies to do it for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. Uh, thank you. She doesn't, she doesn't mean it. <laughs> um, thank, well, thank you. Meaning, meaning she doesn't want random people, you know, going oh, through the yeah, archives. Yeah. <laughs> like that would make more work for her than... Well, but she's like, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get this together for you for for Tuesday. It's, it's fine. Thank you. Have, have a nice day. You too, Denise. It's good to see you again and talk to you soon. Yeah, of course, Michael. And uh, uh, Mr. Ditkirenko, uh, pleasure to meet you. I, I do enjoy the uh, the uh, symphony. Ah, wonderful. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you again. Um, on our way out, I would like to stop at a campus phone for a moment okay. uh, uh, and place a call to uh, Dr. Pendleberry. Okay. If he's uh, in. Uh, Friday afternoon. Yeah, why don't you give me a luck roll? Luck, you say. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting number, which is above my luck, so no. Yeah, so it rings a few times and uh, goes to his voicemail. Okay. I will have to wait to ask that question later. So what is happening with our, um, I'm going to call you guys the New Jersey team. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, I guess it's Strong and uh, Carpenter and uh, the silent astronomy professor, Fisherman. That is a good question. Um, um, I think, or I know that we had uh, just finished a phone call with some young man who worked at the hotel, but I can't remember his name. And yeah, so you spoke about... with the manager of the Arkham Hotel, and he does have a name, which I can give you. Uh, da -da -da -da. Uh, Kevin Ermey, which you may not have uh, actually gotten, but that's fine. That sounds right, yeah, Kevin. Very pleasant. I, I got the idea he was young and not quite the manager. He had to wait for the manager. But this is, uh, that's good. Even better that he was the manager. Yep. Yeah, not the owner, but the, the manager. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think there were no packages there yet. 
He had talked about coming by, but I don't know what that would be useful. Looking at the magazines, I think. Was the thought. What do you think there, Coach? Oh, this is uh, magazine. Is there no one we can go and talk to? I prefer face-to-face, man-to-man. Mm, I see, I see. Yes, I don't think there's anyone left at the at the hotel. We just spoke with the manager. He said he was going to expect us. Um, but uh, you know, we've spoken to him. He said the uh, the presser had some strange magazines and was waiting for a uh, something from um, was it Hammersmith that director? Uh, where is it? He's in here somewhere. Hammer Hammerman. The uh, the pulp fil- filmmaker, he said he was waiting on a maggot from there, but he's out in Los Angeles. So um, we could call there and go Can to the you, hotel. Um, uh, both of you, if you want to give me a, call it a hard idea roll. Oh, I would love to try. Hmm. Oh, that actually may have done it. It is a hard idea roll. So, as you are talking about this, um, you remember, for some reason, an article that you read uh, not too long ago, I guess in August, um, that Hammerman was uh, planning to come to Arkham. Ah, uh, this uh, fall uh, to prepare or perhaps to shoot uh, some kind of film. Hmm. Did you get a hard success? I did get a hard success. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Do we know where that uh, film set is? Um, I think not uh, offhand. I mean, it was mm-hmm. not. Uh, in the, it's not part of the memory. It's not part of Emily Strong's memory of of reading about this. She just remembers that uh, there was sort of a a flashy article about Hammerman coming, planning to come to Arkham. Mm-hmm. So a local can, local paper. Yeah, we could maybe call the um, I don't know, local film board if they have one here in Arkham. We could um, call his office, see if we can find out where he is um, that way, or we could, uh, uh, we're going to have to have permits and all all kinds of things like that. We can speak to someone in the government. Why don't we see, is there a local film board, do you think, there, Mr. Keeper? Maybe we can look local up on film our, uh, board is phones. the people in town that make arrangements with uh, filmmakers to shoot things. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Arkham is probably too small for that. I feel like that's sort of a Boston, New York kind of a LA, obviously, uh, kind of a thing. I could be wrong. You can convince me otherwise, but that's my. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. There is going to be someone I have to go to for. Um... What do you call it for uh, permits and things like that to film 
workplaces in you know the uh well scouting director Cameron? probably probably not we're going to get much more out of variety magazine other than they're going to be here um when when filmmakers come to town aren't they normally like um adverts for extras and things i wonder if we could have a look at some notice boards around the student union or or just ask the film department. Well, just ask people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ask, ask, go and find some film study students or. I figure I figure talking to people is probably a better, better approach here. Better approach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go all the way back to campus. I was thinking it might be easier just to, uh, to call somebody and then go straight there. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we can do that. All right. What do we call the film department? It's got to be ahead of a film department somewhere, right? Let's see if we can call them and then uh, go back to campus. Unless you just want to go back to campus right away. So, yeah, where where are you guys right now in your minds? You were making phone calls. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't remember where you were. Maybe you were just. Maybe a, we're on campus. I don't know. You, you went to lunch. I feel like. <laughs> we got uh, so maybe you're truck. still at the uh maybe you're still, still at the, the diner yeah the diner yeah i think okay. you're at the diner yeah. sounds good sounds good yeah remember we got in your truck but i guess just to come here we almost went right to you got the truck to go to new jersey and then went to the diner yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> can't travel on an empty stomach sure. <laughs> made a bunch of phone calls yeah yeah okay so i'll look in uh wait this is 95, so we don't have cell phones. But, um, or do we? We have. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you, you, you know, if, if you feel like your character would be a, a uh, you know, have a brick in your in the truck as an advance, um, you know, if that's sort of part of your thing, then that's that's yeah. fine. No, 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 that's fine. I was just trying to remember if they have like you know those um, flip phones early phones. Yeah, exactly, a flip phone or, or something. So, I think uh, that was so, more yeah. in the late 90s, but. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we still have pay phones, man. I'll, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll call up and see if I can get uh, um, connected to the film, if there is a film department. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're looking for the, the director or the administrative secretary or... I mean, you're going to get the secretary anyway, I guess. So. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, an older gentleman answers the phone and says, uh, "Miskatonic University Film Department. Uh, how can I help you?" Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Good. This is uh, Emily Strong in the physics department. I, um, Professor Emily Strong in the physics department. I we're. Uh, Working on something on behalf of the administration, and uh, I had a quick, uh, quick dis discussion. There was um, a question for us. Uh, are you familiar with um, the director, kind of the B movie director, Hammerman? Of course. Yes, I understand he's in town filming. Are you aware of uh, whether that's true or not? Ah, you know, I do remember reading something that uh, he was coming to set up. I feel like the shooting was not going to be until December, but that 
that they, I'm trying to remember. Ah, yes, here it is. Uh, yeah, I think that he was uh, planning to come sometime uh, maybe in November or October to uh, to prepare. Scout like. locations and whatnot. Mm, yes. Is yeah. there any, have you had any direct conver or conversation, any direct contact with the man by any chance? You know, it's interesting. We, we haven't. We actually uh, hmm. sent a, a notice to his office. Um, you know, we, I remember we read the, read the newspaper uh, article that said he was coming and mm -hmm. uh, the, the chair sent a notice to, uh, to Hammerman's company, me, and uh, we really got a, oh, one of the ruder non-responses I think we've received. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, I mean, nor normally they're you know willing to do at least some seminars for our students, or uh, obviously hire some some extras. But uh, this was just a complete shutdown. It was uh, it was bizarre. Ah, here's oh. the here's the article. Yes, it looked like looks like they were going to build a stage west of town, according to the. This was back in August. There's uh article we put it on the on the bulletin board it's a bit of a crass looking thing that well i guess that's what you expect from him but uh let's see what it says here he's uh coming into arkham an action thriller by magno pictures uh the film is world gone mad made and will be made entirely in arkham on a purpose-built sound stage uh hammerman said it's not unlikely that residents will see few crews out on location as well, capturing heh, some of the bewitching and filmic atmosphere of our city. Uh, yeah. um, I guess... Uh, oh, it looks like he's uh, trying to make a little money off the uh, success of X-Files. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it sounds... Uh... Sounds like a good angle for him. Um, I'm sorry, you I just said something. west of town, huh? Yeah, there's no no details given, but uh, you know, if you, you can to, talk uh, to uh, Sandra down at the down at the paper. She maybe she had information that she didn't uh, put in the article. That's a good idea. You said uh, Zando. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Sandra, Sandra Deegan. Sandra, you said Sandra. Yes, yes. Lovely. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll get a hold of her. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the help. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, have, have a good day, uh, Dr. Strong. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Yes, go Pods. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll hang up and uh, share with the coach. Um, trying to to think whether one of us has spoken. Do you know where with, the film set is? We don't know where the film set is, but uh, the lady in the newspaper, um, Sandra uh, De uh, Deegan, I think the same one. Yeah, she's the same one who wrote the um, the article about um uh about the doctor that we uh saw to begin with so uh 
she apparently wrote the article about uh, Hammerman coming to town. So maybe we can figure out some information from her. Um, trying to remember right now, and maybe you can cut to the others while we figure this out, um, unless you have a direct idea, Jonathan. I'm trying to remember if one of us has spoken to her already. I feel like maybe you have not. You have not. Okay. You discussed you discussed talking to her, but have not uh, followed through on that. Okay. Okay. Um, so Max, is Horace Greeley uh, up to anything specific? Um, no, I mean, I was just kicking around with um, with Arcady. Yep. Um, nothing particular comes to mind that he would be doing at the moment. So where Maybe. is that trio headed to then? Arcady, Horace, and Michael. No, I mean, the um, that bookstore is definitely a bit sus. Um, you got any other thoughts? Might be time to start reading a book. Oh, this book, Chronicles of a World Gone Mad. Uh, that would be a nice book to read if we had a copy of it, but I meant Dark Probability, Ooh. the book of his that we do have a copy of. Ah, true. The right. one that I... Well, do you want to go to the library? Maybe we could look up some other stuff there. I could look up some other things. Maybe while you guys read that book. Was it only one book that he had, or had he done a couple books? Uh, so he has done, he has written uh, many books. Uh, I think that uh, O'Doyle has copies of a couple of his um, sort of pop sociology books, and then mm -hmm. a copy of uh, Dark Probability. Yeah. Uh, but not copies of the early uh, academic works. They were not in the. Uh, I mean, for those, it would be the library. Yeah, yeah, you would expect that uh, they would be in the in a decent academic library. So, I guess I mean, outside of any better ideas, we'll go to the library and somebody can start reading Dark Probability and. Oh, I'll start reading Dark Probability. Oh, by the way, um, Edwin, if it ever comes up, my character would be a sort of person to have a uh, brick in his car. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have a phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, I think you're definitely on the forefront of being connected and looking cool. Yes, exactly. Um, so... Uh, are you going to the library and then you're just going to, you're going to read, uh, O'Doyle's going to read Dark Probability there and the rest of you are yep. going to be looking at other books uh, of Zabrich's and trying to get through them or see what they're about, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, if we're, if we're going to the library, then since um, I... I will make another attempt to call Penderbury 
And if it's still not in, uh, then I have a particular topic of research to attempt. In yeah, no, he, is, he seems to have gone for the day. Okay. Uh, then at the library, I am not particularly interested in reading his old sociology books. I don't think they'll be particularly interesting, um, but I would, uh, I am not a researcher, uh, but I would attempt to uh, scan some information. Um, specifically, what I'm looking for is to see if there is some known connection between Arkham, either the university or the city, you know, person, place, time, whatever, uh, and the Kennedy assassination. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay, so that is Gianco's uh, research. And what is uh, Greeley up to? X. Might be muted. I assume he's reading. Uh, yes, I'll be reading some of the old sociology stuff and just kind of looking over, seeing if I can glean any information. What is your edu? My edu is 65. Okay. Um, yeah, you you find them uh, almost completely incomprehensible. Uh, they are intensely academic, and they they are as if they were written to prevent anyone who was not Zabrich or perhaps you know the three other uh, sociology professors that he considers worthwhile on his area in his area. Uh, to read, but it's just it's just full of um, you know techno babble and ridiculously long convoluted sentences. Very difficult to uh, you know. You probably fall asleep a few times, but uh, you can spend some time doing that. Um, and I guess it's a library use role for you. Uh, for Dipyrenko. Okay, I, I am 100% certain that this is absolutely pointless, but I will spend the 17 points of luck necessary to make that a success. Wow. Um, yeah, you, uh, you do find um, that people from Arkham University have studied it, and have you know obviously written stuff about it, but you don't find any connection to the actual event, you know, time of, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so that I think passes that afternoon uh, for the three of you, gets you on towards dinner. Let's let's head back and see if um, uh, if the three in the diner have have come up with any any activities. Well, Coach, do you fancy a drive to the um, to the newspaper to meet uh, Miss Sarah Deegan? Have some one-to-one -one conversation, as you say? Coach? 
Oh, goodness. Sorry. It's all right. You were, uh, I appreciate the, you know, not speaking while you were chewing. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was that? Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, sounds good. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you think we can stop for a snack on the way? <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep those calories coming. Uh, yeah. So let's take a ride to, uh, ride to the newspaper office. Then. Mm-hmm. Ask for uh, Sarah Deegan's desk when we get there. Absolutely, yeah. You get to uh, the Arkham Advertiser, um, and it's a relatively small office. Uh, little, little messy. There's just people, um, you know, sort of uh, scattered about, sitting on each other's desks and talking and so forth. You can absolutely uh, find. Sandra Deegan. Um, she's a short young woman uh, wearing a, uh, even inside uh, inside the, uh, the newspaper office, she's wearing a newspaper. I mean, it's not, it's not like a newspaper. She's wearing a raincoat. There we go. Um, I thought they were putting her on the corner with one of those big boards, you know, sandwich boards. <laughs> yeah, sandwich board, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, she comes up to you, and uh, I think she will definitely recognize Coach Carpenter, uh, but probably not Doctor Strong, um, because she has, of course, um, had to cover some some of the local sports from time to time. Ah, there uh, you go. And she uh, apparently is good with names. So she, uh, yeah, as you come in, she. She looks up and ask ask for her. Uh, she says, uh, well, "Hello, uh, uh, Coach Coach Carpenter." And, uh, and yes, uh, uh, M- M- Professor Emily Strong. Yes, nice to meet oh, you. Oh, of course, uh, Professor Strong. Uh, well, what uh, what can I do for you? Please uh, have a seat. She she sort of uh, you know takes some uh, yellow uh, pads off of. Uh, off of a couple chairs and you know slides them around to a to a little um, table that has some uh, dirty coffee cups and stuff and <laughs> sits down with you. Uh, yes, what, what can I do for you? I give Coach a little nudge. Oh, it's so good to see you again. Um, it's a bit of a bit of an unusual one, but um, wondering if. Um, uh, you, yeah, we we are checking about the missing professor here. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got two leads. She wrote two Several articles, yeah. one on the professor, and then one she also wrote about Hammerman coming mm-hmm. to town. So maybe she yeah. knows where the stage is or information. And yeah, go to it. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I wonder if uh, you 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 know anything more about uh, the Doctor Zabrik? Um, we, we, we're we're just trying to look into into what's going on for uh, for the university. You you understand? We need to try and uh, make sure he's not going to bring anyone into disrepute. Of course, of course. Uh, what uh, what do you know? 
Well, I was hoping that you would be able to tell us more. Uh, we've, we've well, you read are, your yes. Article. I don't want to bore you, though. Uh, I mean, I understand <laughs> if you would like to know more. I'm wondering what you know. Uh, we know that he hasn't been hasn't been seen since he he, he left. Uh, it was a couple of days ago. Is that right? Last yeah, week, I think. Eighth, maybe. Yeah. So it's the tenth today. It was last seen on the seventh. Seventh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, we we well we we think there may have been a bit of a a confrontation between him and another uh, history professor. Uh, Pendlebury. You 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 heard about that? Well, I, I uh, did know that he had an appointment with him, uh, at, at, uh, Professor Pendlebury. Yeah, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't followed up on that, but uh, it seemed like he was doing some work uh, at the university, going to the museum and the library and talking to, uh, to Pendlebury. Um. People certainly saw him in town, uh, going going to bookstores and so forth. I mean, I had to talk to a lot of people, but a few people mentioned uh, mentioned him when I showed his photo. They said, "Oh yeah, I saw that uh, saw that man." They seemed to think he was acting a little bit odd. He seems to have gone down some sort of conspiracy rabbit hole. Oh, it happens. Hmm. Do. You- do you know anything about this uh, this Pendlebury? Uh, nothing particular. I mean, he's been uh, you know doing doing well at the university. It seems like and has uh, has been uh, uh, you know sort of trying to write good things about uh, about Arkham, and that obviously mm-hmm. is going to get support. Uh, well. If you don't know anything more about that, um, how about uh, the the filmmaker uh, Hammerman? Oh yes, yes. Um, there seemed to be some kind of link between Doctor Zabrick and Hammerman. You know oh really? That that's fascinating. No, do tell. Well, we we don't really know ourselves. Um, there, yeah. there was. He was supposedly waiting for a call from the director. Um, we're, we're, we're hoping to to get in touch with with Hammond and. Uh, oh well, he's, we uh, they're they're staying at the uh, at the uh, Hotel Miskatonic. Um, that much I know, and uh, they're staying uh, there. Do you know where they're a... filming? Um, they they're building something. Uh, and she uh, she gives you some description um, to a sort of isolated area west of town. You know, sort of go out. You know, go out one A, and um, when you get to uh, I don't know Thorn Street, take a right, and then uh, Thorn Street dead ends. But there's this gravel road that sort of branches off, and you can you can take that. And um, at least that's what I. Yeah, I went out there. It seemed like it was uh, it was very uh, hush hush, like there's security and fencing and all sorts of 
I couldn't couldn't get on. Couldn't get anyone to answer any questions. So didn't bother giving them any more publicity. Is the Hotel Miskatonic the same place that um uh god I keep forgetting his name, the professor? Zabrich? No, there's Zabrich, the Arkin yes. Hotel, which is where Zabrich was staying, and then there's the uh Hotel Miskatonic. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. Which is uh definitely the more upscale of the two. Upscale and nicer, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Coach. No, 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 please. Uh, have I, have I missed anything? Um, I believe uh, your article said the uh, the police have Professor Zabrick's all of his uh, effects and whatnot from the from his hotel room. You yes. wouldn't by any chance, and I kind of give her a little little wink. Know if there's an advanced copy of his book in there? Do you? Would you? You know, it's the funniest thing. I I, I tried to get his copy of his book, and I, I talked to his his publisher, and I, and I you know I even I mean it was supposed to come out months ago, and it just kept getting delayed. And I found, and she sort of uh, goes through her her stuff a little more, and uh, she finds a, an article um, that somebody an editorial from. Uh, uh, I don't know where. Maybe a must be a New York uh, paper here. Um, which I will share with you, maybe. But maybe I won't. Oh. <laughs> well, there it is. Um, there we go. Um. Which basically um, is a is a pretty uh, a snide uh, opinion piece about you know how uh, publishers are always making excuses, but specifically talks about Gromit and Duflap, the publisher of uh, for Zabrich, uh, talking about how Chronicles of a World Gone Mad will be uh, considerably delayed. Um, know more about the circumstances leading up to the release, but our lawyer suggested we remain silent. Yeah, um, so I I dug into that a little bit, and uh, it was pretty fascinating. But it, apparently, the uh, the publishers were raided by the FBI. No. Yeah. And she, she, uh, you know, sort of continues sifting through her her file uh, folder of stuff on this, and says, "Yeah, they were um, some the publisher, uh, the FBI came and apparently took all their all their computers, all their everything, and uh, um, because they had some, I don't know." It's hard to know. Some militia, some right-wing link, perhaps. Hmm. Oh, I look to the coach, almost as if there's some sort of conspiracy. A coach, mm. kind of laugh. Or a publicity stunt for a film. Mm. Well. Huh. Well, did you have um? Oh, 
I'd really like to, to see what Professor Zabrink was working on that he chose to uh, come to Arkham about. Uh, do you have, by any chance, his, his home number and address? Somewhere upstate New York is all I, all I understood. I suppose we could look it up, but if you have that, that'd be great. Yes, he he lives in uh, live lives in uh, Rochester. Um, I know the police tried to get through to him and uh, didn't uh, didn't have any success. I certainly didn't either. Um, in a uh, house, one of those must be a must be a nice neighborhood. It's uh, one of those houses with a name. Um, <laughs> oh. Which uh, I think I have. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Huh. I know I have it somewhere. Let's see here. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you know. It's the something or other. But yeah, she can she can certainly tell you. Um, sure. Uh, oh, it's the it's the uh, the Pittsburgh house. Pittsburgh house. In Rochester, Pittsford. Pittsford. Okay. Yeah. Knob Hill Drive. I think this is actually a a little typo that we'll have to retcon, but that's fine. We'll go with that. So, do we go and talk to this director or look around this film set? Hmm. The more I hear about this book, the more I want to, uh, the more I want to get my hands on a copy, but, um, I don't know. Well, yeah, no, it'd be exciting to get a yeah. copy of this book, but just nobody seems to have one. Yeah, you know, if you come across one, would you mind giving me a call and I'll take out my call and get my card and give it to her. Give me strong. Blah blah blah. Make sure to do the same for you. Thank you. That'd be wonderful. I don't know. Are we about done, Coach? I think so. Once again, thank you very much. Have a, have a nice day. You too, Sam. Pleasure as always. Of course, Coach. Uh, good, good luck with the team. <laughs> well, this new squad may need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you guys head out into the... Uh, Late afternoon, um, obviously, it is cooling off as the sun sets here at, uh, you know, 3.34 o'clock, I guess. We're starting to, starting to get dark, a little chilly. About how long would a drive all the way up to Rochester be? Like a day trip kind of thing? Uh, or an I overnighter? Rochester, Rochester is about, uh, yeah, I'd say about six, yeah. Six hours? Yeah, I mean, you have to get all the way across New York State. That's the... It's yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. A, so I think we're sort of near Boston, so it's a couple hours across Massachusetts and like three hours probably to Western to the border and then 
interstate from there to Rochester. Yeah, down and over. It's probably like an overnight trip by the time you get done to it, if you want to do anything once you're there. Certainly okay. it's a round trip. You yeah. could probably take a train there relatively easily. Hmm. Really? I mean, you'd have to interchange, but... In 1995, it'd be a lot slower. I bet it's 20 hours by train. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that's something to think about anyway. <clears throat> we can try calling his house again. I'm sure he's been called a lot. But uh, I keep thinking, Coach, that if there's an advanced copy of this book that uh, Zabrick had, it's probably sitting up there in his house. Hmm. Or maybe not an advanced copy, but the manuscript. Yes, that too. One thing or another is probably up there. Well, I've never written a book, so I guess you'd be the one to know. Unless, uh, unless the FBI have been there already, by which case, you know, that's a whole couple days wasted. I think the thing to do, like you were saying, is maybe go to the... Uh, the Arkham Hotel. Well, maybe we could swing by Zabrick's hotel first. That should only take a few minutes and then uh, that then is go the to the hotel. What's that? That is his, the Arkham Hotel. Hotel Miskatonic is, uh, uh, is the nicer one. Okay. Swing by the Arkham Hotel, take a few minutes, and then go on to the Miskatonic, Hotel Miskatonic. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. <clears throat> I love this big truck. <laughs> Got to step up into it. Uh, yeah, so you head over to the Arkham Hotel, and uh, it's uh, it's definitely you know it's it's not it's not a bad place, but it's not uh, it's maybe seen better days. Um, and uh, Kevin Ernie is there. You can tell because that's what the uh, the little uh, name tag into his chest says he's wearing a uh, shirt and tie um, and is standing behind the desk and uh, says good evening uh, uh, are you, are you looking for a room <laughs> I kind of uh, kind of laugh uh, no no I, I'm afraid not um, Kevin Emily Strong spoke to you on the phone earlier how do you do oh yes of course of course yes uh, nice to meet you um, uh, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well, thank you. I thought we'd just kind of swing by and have a little chat. Uh, did anything ever come for Professor Zabert? Uh, I think we're going to look and see if uh, anything showed up from Mr. Hammerman, like he was waiting to. Waiting yeah, uh, uh, no, I uh, does does not appear. That I talked to the uh, to the staff, and it doesn't. Uh, they don't. No, nobody remembers any anything being delivered. Uh, for him, I know he was asking for things, but got you, got you. Seems um, like he was disappointed. Yes, yes. Do you have any of these? I think you were saying he kind of, uh, um, <clears throat> what was the word? He spooked out the rest of the uh, the rest of the uh, workers here with the uh, some magazines or something like that. That was the, the craziest thing. Yeah, he would be, you know, watching the uh, the TV in the in the common room in the bar, or uh, reading uh, a magazine or something, and then all of a sudden he would 
he would start to shake and uh, sort of rush off. And, you know, we, we looked at some of the magazines and never, never did see anything weird in any of them. It's really, it was very strange. It definitely freaked out a lot of the staff. And uh, frankly, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I hope he's all right, of course, but uh, I'm just as happy that he's no longer a guest here. It was a little unnerving for the staff and some of the other guests. Yes, I imagine it. Uh, so there wasn't anything about the magazines in particular. It's just his reaction to them. Like it might be a Time magazine or, I don't know, uh, Sports Illustrated or exactly whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, mostly he was, uh, seemed to look at news stuff. But yeah, he would look at uh, some of the uh, uh, popular culture magazines and the mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't don't remember him looking at the any of the fashion magazines but <laughs> right right hmm. and certainly when he was watching the news um yeah he was a big one for news he really liked to uh keep up on what was going on in the world i guess but but yeah then he would just get all all bothered interesting interesting yes yes um hmm and the police have all of his things, right? You said there's nothing left. Yeah, they, they came and uh, cleaned mm-hmm. out his rooms, and then we've uh, cleaned it since, and they didn't leave anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I looked at the coach. Hmm. Have you, have you, I don't suppose you got any of these magazines. I guess they're just things that other guests had, or? Well, no, we, you know, we, uh, we subscribe to them. I mean, he sort of points to the to the common room. So there's a there's a room that has a couple couches and a big television and some coffee tables. And on the coffee tables are, you know, sort of like a dentist's office. You know, or a dozen mm, right, right, magazines yeah. of various sorts. And of course, uh, uh, today's and yesterday's newspaper. Um, probably a Boston uh, Boston newspaper as well. Hmm. It's probably not going to tell us anything looking through those, but uh, take a peek real quick and then yeah, may as well. Uh, yeah, uh, while we're here, do, do, do you happen to remember any of the particular things? That... Sure, there's uh, and he uh, he comes out with you and uh, says, I know this one here, and this this there's a, an article. Um, in about the uh, just sort of a, a puff piece on the Amish, uh, you know, um, furniture business in Pennsylvania. Um, that you know, probably probably the same article gets written every four or five years uh, mm-hmm. when somebody needs a, <laughs> needs a bit <laughs> of filler or something. Um, but I remember he was he was reading that and uh, and he was looking. There's some photos of. Uh, of uh you know some some uh men in sort of slightly old-timey looking clothes and a, and a woman with a bonnet um working with hand tools um this this for example he just he just threw the magazine on the on the floor and, and ran out uh yelling and i couldn't even understand him and uh 
<laughs> but I remember it. I was here and uh, you know picked it up, but it was nothing. I mean, just the just the Amish. Was that, the, was that the last you saw him? No, 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 no. This was just uh, this was uh, oh I don't know four or five days ago maybe. Can you guys give me a spot hidden? Mm. Love to. Oh, Ooh, 93. Mm, I went the other way with an out two. <laughs> so, uh, I found a particularly interesting photo in one of the Sports Illustrated, I think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little uh, new. The, the draft is, uh, um, yeah, probably uh, somebody that you, that your team once played against was the 17th round draft pick for, <laughs> for a last place team or something. <laughs> um, I remember that guy. He was pretty good. Um, uh, Dr. Strong, you uh, can see that. So it's the uh, five o'clock news on the television right now. Mm -hmm. And... You can see uh, that there's a, um, let's see, um, there's a uh, anniversary story of a particular um, Vietnam War battle. And they're talking about, you know, how this is the uh, uh, 95, 30th anniversary. Uh, is that right? Sounds good. Of of the uh, of the battle and sort of, you know, going into the, the losses and how gruesome it was. And as you're sort of watching it, they, they keep talking about how this, you know, took place in July of 65. And that seems a little odd. Because it's the... Because it's November. It's November. Huh. I will tune in, give that a, a second look, and uh, kind of tap the, um, the coach on the, uh, on the arm or whatever. Oh, oh, what? Yes, yes. Is this is this a recording, Kevin? But this is the news, and uh, and as you're looking at it, the the coverage has sort of uh, makes it sound like it's happening now, uh, like that there is you know that the that the U.S. is in Vietnam fighting right now, um, but it doesn't seem like it's a recording of the '65 coverage. You know, it's obviously modern. Uh, modern seeming footage like the the newscaster the talking head is is you know the the local uh syndicate where the person you're used to seeing on uh on channel five news and uh so we yeah. kind of have like a more from three different things there's like the the news that makes sense and then we're talking about something that happened 35 years ago but this is the anniversary in july and then all of a sudden it's like footage from the day's activities uh, in Vietnam. 
Yeah, so there's the old footage, but then there's the the over, you know, the speaking over has changed from being 35th anniversary to sort of this is what's happening. Uh, and then there's a, a cut to the weatherman. And they talk about, you know, uh, chance of snow overnight um, in eastern Massachusetts. Uh, highs tomorrow will be uh, in the 40s, uh, warmer on the coast. Did you see that? See, see what? Yeah, but what's what's going on with your TV? That was strange. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's our TV, but uh, that was strange. Uh, I mean, it must be something happening. Uh, you don't have anything on video or something. This isn't a, like a show on the VCR or something, right? Uh, uh, this is wouldn't think so and he sort of goes and no no uh, he sticks his finger in the in the uh vcr uh slot it's like oh there's no no video in here oh i kind of shake my head it's just must have been i'm sorry i it's been a long day sorry something strange about that let's uh let's have a drink before we move on what do you say oh always uh, up for that yeah, and the bar's right through there. Okay. As we go, did did you did you notice that story, Coach, at all? That that Vietnam, anything seems strange. I mean, do you uh, think the Hammerman was, was a little distracted? But um, uh, hmm. do you think Hammerman may already be shooting some footage? Maybe I miss. Uh, it seems strange. Like there was old footage of Vietnam, but then like modern footage as well. I think Hammerman might be might have already been busy here in town. But uh have to go talk to him. A war film? Hmm. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything, mm. right? We we don't know what's in the book. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We could we could go and talk to him or we could uh, go and poke around his uh his set. Hmm. I think a chat with the man first might make might be best. What do you think? Fine. <laughs> Would you rather go to the set? <laughs> I mean, as a as a player, I'm happy to go to the set. Uh, happy to go to talk to the man. I think as a as a <laughs> as a coach. As, as a, a coach. coach. <laughs> well, go to the set. I want to go and break in <laughs> oh, for all of you um the uh the sun is has set uh the library is closing um it's getting towards dinner time um so as uh so the yeah i think um uh Greeley, you had a just the devil's own time as i said trying to trying to make any sense out of his early sociology stuff. Um, but you, you persevered for some, some time. Um, yes. yep. and I think it took obviously go some, some time and, uh, a little bit of luck, um, to, to find even, uh, what you found in terms of, uh, Miskatonic faculty that had worked on had researched the Kennedy assassination but didn't find any connection. 
And O'Doyle, uh, you have been able to read um, most of, you know, in a couple hours, uh, you've been able to read a good chunk of dark probability. And it's uh, sort of more of the same in the sense that you sort of got the idea that it was talking about how um, Western nations have been fixated on darkness and how it's been affecting them in the 20th century. Um, the evil, the evil guiding forces um, that are doing things, you know, uh, developing the atomic bomb, et cetera, et cetera. Um, none of the evidence seems particularly rational necessarily, but it is um, it's self-consistent. Um, but you're not sure if it's sort of consistent with anything external. External, external. yeah. Anything external. Um, question, do, does he, in this book at all, do that, does, is there a reference to Kennedy? Um, yes. Yes, I think that, um, yeah, he has some uh, complicated idea here that um, Kennedy needed to be shot because, um, the uh, the um, things are going to be too good. Hmm. But, you know, oh. Kennedy was going to was going to bring some light into the country, and and the, the powers that be couldn't have that, and so they, whoever they are, uh, they made sure that that Kennedy was shot, and that the his sort of argument, Zabrich's argument, is that the the person who pulled the trigger is not particularly important. You know, that's just a, a tool in the hands of whoever's bringing down the world. Okay, does he make any notice in terms of, you know, besides the person who shot him, but like anything else around the assassination? Anything we could look at in terms of the... Um, yeah, the exhibits. Um, it doesn't seem like it. There's um, he references some meetings um between um what's his face between the shooter and um some unnamed uh peoples but nothing that you think would have sort of physical evidence necessarily and does he reference a group does he give this evil world domination group a name he doesn't give them a name but he talks about um servitors people who are serving somebody something probably something um as as being the the sort of uh representatives who are causing the trouble 
So these people are representative of some evil being or thing. Yeah. So it is. Does he give like, um, is there any sort of um, symbolism, symbols or? No, but give me a uh, intelligence roll. Intelligence roll? Okay. Ah, uh, zero, eight. That's an extreme success. I got some, uh, just wait. Uh, oh yeah, it's still an extreme success. I was looking at the wrong one, but 65, yep. So what you piece together is that Zabrich has this theory that somehow these servitors take over uh, people and use them to, you know, use their bodies, knowledge, voices to guide events. And his, he seems to really stress the idea that you obviously never know if you're speaking to the real person or if they've been taken over so um, basically like these people have been possessed for a period of time and then yes and that sometimes uh, they get moved through time hmm. interesting Interesting theory. I mean, it's all just theories, yeah. You know, in terms of, it's not very rational, but yeah. I mean, make a note of it. If this is what he was investigating, maybe his latest book was more of a. Maybe there's something in the photos or other documentation or something that may show that there was an issue here hmm. at the um, assassination. Oh well, okay. So that's all I can work out from the book. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be his, yeah, he, he's obviously still putting stuff together in this book. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Yeah. So do any of you have any evening plans and is there any plans for you to communicate with the, each other? Oh, I think we should meet up with the others again. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Mr. Greeley. How good are you at things like locks and that sort of stuff? Being a handyman. Well, um, I am fairly good with locks. Cool, because I have a bookshop that I think we need to look into further. I'd like Coach may get his. Uh desire too. <laughs> <laughs> I will suggest that um, it might be um, a good idea to call on Hammerman this evening. Um, I of course wouldn't don't have the shoes to go um, uh, trudging through a film set or their proper clothes to go break into a bookshop but uh, I wouldn't mind smoozing up a uh, B Hollywood director if someone else is so inclined. Uh, we can discuss with Hammerman. He seems to have, I bet he has a copy of this book or at least intimate knowledge of it. The World Gone Mad. 
What do you say, Mr. Uh, Dick Dorenko? Perhaps you can discuss a soundtrack. <laughs> I do not know that I would be particularly interested in such things, but I can certainly pretend that I am, yes. I will join you. <laughs> So it sounds like we have, at least to start with, uh, Emily Strong and Arkady Dikirenko going to talk to uh, Hammerman at the uh, hotel. Yes. Miskatonic, uh, Hotel Miskatonic. Okay, are there any other evenings? Oh, and then, and then, uh, and then I guess we have uh, Horace Greeley and uh, Michael O'Doyle going to a bookstore. Yep. And Coach Carpenter. Well, I don't have anyone to go poking around the film set with me. Maybe that's a thing for. Hmm. I mean, you could always take uh, Fisherman. I'm sure he'd be really good at it. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Take one look at the, the astronomy professor and maybe think better of it. <laughs> I guess maybe the coach has training to go to. So sure. Yeah, absolutely. Have you have a job. <laughs> yep. You got to make sure that your uh, your athletes don't go out drinking on a Friday night, so you have a nice uh, nice heavy workout for them. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a game tomorrow. <laughs> uh, late November. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right at the end of uh, end of the season. There, um, probably have the uh, the uh, a little five. Uh, you know, playoff games with yes. <laughs> and Worcester Polytech or something. Uh, definitely want to be ready for that. Um, that seems great. All right. Um, well, let us start with the um, bookstore. So this was um, Hal's Esoterica, um, which has a you know big New Age section and crystals and all sorts of stuff like that. Well, yeah, because if I remember, if I remember correctly, when I was talking to him, I felt like he was lying about, or he wasn't telling the whole truth. If I remember correctly. The person behind the counter. Yes. I believe that is what you thought. Um, yeah, so you can wander down to, uh, I guess, up to French Hill on uh, Church and Parsonage. And it's a relatively new business it just opened up a few months ago um, and it is in fact the closed sign has been you know sign has been flipped to closed 
the curtains are drawn or the blinds are uh, drawn on the on the windows. Is it a busy night? On in town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's not crazy crowded. It's uh, but there's certainly plenty of people around. It's you know it's six o'clock on a on a Friday evening in in Arkham. There's people coming and going to dinner. Uh, people headed home from work. Um, can we check out? I mean, is there like an alley or you know access to a back door? Um, give me a. We'll get a sub party luck roll. Uh, my luck is thirty. And mine is. Uh, it's yours. Twenty-one is a success. Yeah, so there is a uh, service door off the alley that uh, a delivery delivery entrance off the alley. Um, there's a few trash cans, you know, a little trash area and uh, and a driveway. There is a um, and the store looked closed. The store definitely looked closed from the front. Uh, there is a uh, yeah, and there's an old um, ninety-five, an early, an old Honda um, parked parked there um, in the back. And you guys can give me a spot hidden. A ninety-eight, no. A zero eight. Which is a hard success. So you can see on the, uh, as you look around, um, Greeley, you see on the second floor of the building, uh, sort of one of the shades is not quite closed. It got hung up a little bit. And you can see that there is some light uh, behind it. Um, And... It was a hard success. I will say that you also notice um, that the um, there's a, a plastic uh, salad, like a, a salad to go box on the seat of the Honda. Um, and it looks kind of rank. Definitely not fresh. Hmm. Well, there's a light on upstairs, but looks like whoever's uh, car this is, maybe they've been here for longer than, I don't know, maybe, hopefully, I was hoping there was no one in there, but hopefully if there is someone in there, he's not hurt or... Um. Yeah, I, I mean, go in and check. I think we should. I mean, yeah, I mean, does it look like there's any movement through the from the light? Like, do we see like a shadow getting thrown up against the window? Not, not that I saw. Okay, um, let's go in and check. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, try the door. Okay, yeah, it's locked. All right, I will try and locksmith it. 35 is a success. I mean, it's not it's not really locked. It just sort of was a little stuck. 
Okay. Yeah, you can uh, you can unlock it. Not a problem. Let's, let's go. Is it hidden? So yeah, you head in. Um, you open the door. It's a, a dark, um, a dark hall um, with a couple doors off it, and then at the front and you know sort of straight ahead is the a door. Uh, no, not a door. Is a uh, beaded curtain uh, that you would expect leads into the uh, main store. Okay. Is there, um, is there any this so the stairs isn't in here? Is was that in the main store? By what I remember. Uh ah yeah, you do not remember stairs being in the main store. Okay, so you said there's is it you got the beaded curtain? You've got other doors. Yeah, so off this hall there are three doors, and then at the end of the hall is the beaded curtain. Okay, well. There wasn't any stairs in the main, so we should go to one of these other doors. Sure. So you uh, you open one of the doors. Uh, so basically, what you find is uh, there is a restroom, there is an office, and there is a staircase behind the three doors. Just sort of a quick peek into each room. If you want to investigate any of them, obviously, well, let me know. Uh, um, maybe, maybe the office. Mm. Yep, office first. Okay. So you go into the uh, office, and it's it's basically um, one side of the rear part of the building, and it's a combination of storage and uh you know workspace for presumably a single person there's a single desk um it is just uh there's a lot of stuff obviously um one thing that seems out of place in a bookstore uh that i think um really uh yeah really would notice uh, fairly quickly because it's the kind of thing you would notice is a large chest freezer against the side wall of the building that's strange yeah maybe maybe he sells food or something but well i'll take a look in that oh i'll, mm. I'll start i'm just gonna look through the book see if i can spot the book we're looking for okay yeah, um, you can certainly do that. You don't get very far as you start looking through uh, the books before you hear uh, Greeley exclaim. Uh, I guess this is probably a sand check for you. Okay. Uh, 53 is a fail. It's just a D2. Um, but you open the freezer, and there seems to be a man um, be in there. Oh, no. Who is uh, covered in frost, definitely dead. Um, and um, wearing um, 
we'll say wearing hippie clothes. You know, he's got beads and a, a long, um, I forget the name of that shirt, like a tunic uh, shirt and some loose, uh, loose pants. Uh, he's not wearing shoes. He's just got socks on. Um, and he's um, obviously been stuffed in here. So I hear him exclaim, I'll come out yeah. and look. Um, yeah. Okay, I made my sand check. Yeah. Um, do I recognize this guy? He's not the person I spoke to at the in the store? It's not the person you spoke to in the store, no. Okay. okay. Uh, that would probably explain, explain the food on the car, but then how long has this body been in here? You want to give me uh, some kind of a check on that? Um, I, didn't I don't know if it's medicine or, uh, or chef. I think if you want to give me your chef skill roll, um, that would probably be the best. <laughs> but... <laughs> you can still eat those steaks tonight, man. They're good to Exactly. <laughs> no, just look at Greeley and go, um, this definitely isn't right. But, um, we should be quick in here. I... Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, okay. it's not like he's going anywhere. But yeah, okay. I'll cl I'll close the lid and um, okay. Actually, could call. The uh, cops I'm gonna check to see if his. I mean, I know it's probably frozen and difficult, but I want to see if he has any identification, like a wallet or something in his pocket. Ah, okay. Um. Yeah, I think um, I think it is difficult and somewhat unsettling, but um, but yeah, you uh, you do find a wallet in his back pocket, and um, you find that uh, he has a driver's license. In the name of, I'm bothered here. In the name of uh, Henry Thompson. And there's some money, there's some credit cards, there's a um, a membership in the uh, American uh, Booksellers Association. Uh, there's some business cards from some other local uh, bookstores. Um, Is there a business card for him? Yes, yeah, there's a business card. In fact, you find actually a, um, a small business card case. Um, and there's a bunch of cards in there uh, that are labeled Hal's Esoterica with the address, um, uh, phone number, and uh, you know, uh, books, crystal books, and then a dot, and then crystals, and then a dot, and then uh, spiritual, spiritual needs, spiritual paraphernalia. Yeah. Spiritual sundries. Sundries, very nice. Yes. 
Um, I guess I'll take the card case. Okay. And then I'll put the wallet back. Oh yeah, and it says, um, and I guess it will say, uh, how how Thompson proprietor. Okay, and that's located in Arkham. Yes, that's where. Yeah, it's, it's where you're at. That's where yeah. we. Yeah. Oh right, perfect. Okay. Um, I'm gonna search his desk while he's doing the body. Okay. Um, check the drawers, check any paperwork. I'm still trying to see anything that may stand out, but also I'm looking around seeing if I can find, maybe he's got a copy of this book. Yeah. Um, how long do you want to spend searching? Uh, not incredibly long, but yeah, good. I mean, like we could, we could split up and we'll spend, I don't know. You want to spend a half an hour and then maybe get out of here? Yep, that sounds good. Okay, uh, can you give me um, listen checks, please? It's zero five. Sixteen. That is a uh, regular success for me. Yeah, so got, you're think, uh, extreme. extreme. Yeah, so about uh, 15 minutes, you're sort of, you know, one of you is at the desk and one of you is going through a, a pile of uh, papers and books that's on a table. And you both uh, hear the floor above you creak. And then you hear a couple of footsteps uh, moving across the floor. Oh. Okay. Hide. Yep. Hi. Um, somewhere. Is there anything? I don't think I would have brought my crowbar. Um, are there boxes and piles of books that we could hide behind? Uh, there are boxes and piles of books. Yep. Is I there can't... a heavy paperweight that I could grab before I hide? Uh, of course, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's a little there's a statue like a stone statue of uh, of Buddha. That you could uh, grab. Oh, very fitting. Uh, and then I guess hide. I want to try and hide close to where the entrance would be if someone was going to come in and check out from upstairs. Okay. And so I'll the two of you uh, hide behind some piles of books, and uh, really you're you're fairly close to the to the door into the office. Um, I guess, can you give me, do you turn, I'm going to assume that you would have had to have turned the lights on. Are you going to turn the lights off? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, give me your stealth rolls. Ooh. 21. 0-6 out, out of a 69, so I have a extreme. I'm going to spend the one point of luck and get a uh, hard success. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, so you hear these footsteps coming down the stairs, um, and the uh, the door to the office opens, um, and uh, I think really you have found uh, a place where you can actually see the entrance uh, with your 
hard or extreme success that makes you feel that, you know, there's probably some coats hanging and then a, a pile of books and, and you have sort of a, a through uh, that you can see. Uh, and uh, a guy, a hand reaches in and turns on the light and give me your spot hidden there, if you would, please. uh 37 is not a success for me okay so there is a um a man with a uh, beard um sort of uh, bushy hair uh line, dark lined eyes um you know like makeup uh, lined eyes um and he he opens the door and sort of just looks around uh, the room without coming in very far. Um, and sort of grunts a little bit, uh, turns off the light, closes the door. I want to... Oh, you going to do something? Yeah, I want to go knock him out from behind when he turns around to go leave. So he doesn't actually enter the room, right? He pushes, pulls, pushes open mm. the door and then pulls it closed okay. uh, behind him certainly can try to do something if you want or not uh i think element of surprise i might rush him and still try and knock him out i guess from okay. the front um yeah he uh he definitely is not expecting you um you can rush him and i guess with a bonus die you can make your attack oh So, my original roll was a 95, uh -huh. and with my bonus die, I got a 95. Wow. Well, that works really well, because he got a, um, uh, I'm going to say, a hard success on his dodge. I think you come rushing forward, um, and he, uh, he just continues shutting the door. Uh, and you just smash the door with the Buddha statue, uh, making a large uh, dent in it and a, and a very loud noise. Um, and he uh, he uh, he yells something. Um, and uh, can I can I try? Yeah, let's, I guess let's 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 figure out our dex order here. So I think we're now at the top of a round, so to speak. So we've got uh, Greeley on 40, and we've got O'Doyle on 11. Hey, uh, oh, no, never mind. What's your dex there, Gary? Nope. Sorry, sorry, I did have the wrong one down. Um, my dex is, is uh, my dex is 55, so 11 was the base, yeah, 55. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can, um, you can, so you obviously hear, um, Greeley sort of, you know, jump up and rush towards the door and smash something against the door just as the lights, uh, actually, let me, uh, I think the lights don't go out. I think that's the difference is that he didn't actually get the lights turned off, but he did get the door shut. Okay. I'm going to try to basically leap up and rush to basically pull open the door and want to grab at this guy 
Give me a strength check. Strength. Uh, so that's a 31. So it's a hard success. Okay. Yeah. So you, um, you grab onto the door and you can tell that it's being uh, held onto, uh, but you manage to turn and pull and uh, rip the door open. Um, and you can see that he was holding onto it. Um, I'm going to say that is your it's my turn. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then let's see, he has the next dex roll, the next on dex. Um, and he, the closest, yeah, he runs out the back door into the parking lot area. Uh, what does Greeley do? Um, I'm going to rush out after him and try and okay. pull him back in. All right. Um, yeah, I guess the door is open. He was right there. You're a little bit. Yeah, you can go ahead and give me your uh, fighting brawl or something. He will dodge. That's better. Um, that's a 44 regular success. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think your attempt is to grapple him. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you wrap your arms around him. Um, and he starts yelling. Uh, O'Doyle. Yep. You can um, certainly follow them out into the parking lot into the November yep. night. Yep, and I will try to knock him out. Punch and knock him out. I'm not good Punching. at these things. Yep. Okay. That's right. I guess you have a bonus uh, die on this. Okay, so it's 28 or 98. So it's, that's a 28, which will, I should, um, I'll spend the three points of luck to make a success. All right, well, he gets a hard success on his dodge. So you swing, and he sort of uh, ducks a little bit and manages to turn and interpose um, Greeley, but you don't hit him. Uh, you don't hit Greeley particularly hard, luckily. Um, and it is his turn. He's definitely going to attempt to escape. So he will... Um, so opposed? Yeah. Do you want me to make a strength, or do you want me to make a brawl? I think strength would be good, yeah. That's a 16, which is, oof, one off of an extreme, so it's a hard success. Okay. Yeah, so he's 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 uh, moving in, um, around. Um, I think in this struggle, uh, his hair uh, comes off, and you realize that it was a wig, um, and... Uh, that sort of falls to the ground, um, and it is your turn. Um, I'm going to try and... Um, I guess I'm going to try and, like, I don't know. Hit him? I think he's facing away from and... you. Yeah, he's facing away from you. You've got your arms around him. Smash him in. Actually, I'm just going to try and move him back into the building. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you've got him wrapped up really well. I think you can just do that. You just start walking backwards into the building, dragging him as he's yelling and, uh, and so forth. Um, uh, Gary, what's O'Doyle doing? 
Um, I'm going to basically cover his mouth so he can't shout. Are you trying to cover his mouth? Give me a fighting brawl for that, please. Uh, Zero, one. You succeed in covering his mouth. Uh, So you're sort of pushing on his face um, (laughs) as you do that. Uh, He is going to attempt to... uh, Swing his head back into uh, Greeley's face. I'll try and dodge. Okay. That's a fail. Okay, so he hits you in the nose with his uh, with his skull. Um, for two points of damage, it definitely hurts. Um. The three of you are inside. Um, the door swings closed. And I think it is your your go there, Greeley. All right. Um, I think I'm going to... I'm going to try and, I guess, smash him into the wall. Maybe okay. try and smash his head into the wall. And then sure, I'm I will give you say, a bonus try uh, on that because you have him pretty well wrapped up. Yeah, and then I'm going to say, oh, Doyle, get something to tie him up with. Uh, first, a 19, and then a 29. So a 19 is going to be a hard success. Okay, yeah, I think you uh, obviously succeed with that. What kind um, of damage? I think just it's a D4 standard. and then a, yeah, D4 and then a damage. I think it's like a club, right? You're smashing them in the wall. D4 and your damage yeah. bonus, if you have any. Yeah, so two plus D6, three damage. Okay. Um, and O'Doyle, are you... Uh... I'm grabbing the bead curtains. Oh, nice. Rip, <laughs> rip down the bead curtains and come and tie them up with them. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, you eventually, I mean, there's some more. Uh, why don't both of you give me a luck roll? Both of us? Yeah. Uh, fail. Normal success. Uh, so somehow during the, uh, the next minute or so as you're getting him wrapped up, uh, he manages to connect with you. Maybe he kicks you in the balls or something. But you take four points of damage, really. Okay. Um, but you get him uh, wrapped up, and when you're, you know, and and uh, uh, gagged, so he stops yelling, and you know, probably he's biting and kicking and stuff. Um, you realize that he is, uh, you know, his wig's fallen off, and in this it also appears that he had a, a false beard on. And, um, O'Doyle, your hand um, is covered in lipstick from when you uh, pushed his hand, your hand against his face. Um, and as you're looking at him now, uh, as you've sort of gotten this man all trussed up, you recognize him uh, from the photo as uh, Zabrik. What? And I think we'll uh, we'll stop there for the uh, for the day. <laughs> <laughs>